Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, Poetics? How you doing, bro? Hey, what's going on, Evolution? I'm doing I'm doing great, man. How are you? Oh man, I, I'm I'm waking up and I'm I'm trying to get the juices flowing and get it going, man. You ready to hop off into this episode? Yes, sir. Just waiting on you. <laughs> All right, let's go. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, good morning. This is Evolution. Uh, I got it right this time. <laughs> and I'm here with my sidekick, Mr. Poetics. Hey, man, what's going on, man? How you feeling this morning? I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. I'm I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, about man. Yourself? <laughs> I I'm doing the same, bro. I'm doing the same, man. Uh this is what they consider and call Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh I think we're making black history right now for 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 the fact of it all. So uh congratulations, bro, on your uh <laughs> Black history success, and uh, I guess I can congratulate myself for doing something, making some changes, making some differences, and you know, keeping the progress moving forward. Uh, what you got, man? You got anything? Yes, yes sir, man. Congratulations to you as well, man. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. Uh, so, so this episode today. Is a very interesting one, man. It hits home with probably just about everybody, but more importantly, probably individuals like us. But uh, it's titled, We Have to Be Stronger Than the uh, <clears throat> Offers of Destruction. Um, before we get into that, let me get the bills paid and get all the sponsors out the way, all right? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So uh, sponsors are uh, JG's Lounge, Golden Diamond Productions, TGBTG, and Vibe, VYV. It comes in a little vial. You shake it, sniff it, and it helps you get your thought process going and get a little bit more accurate and whatnot. And uh, if you want to support that, uh, go to the website, type in Lucian15, L-U-T-I-O-N-1-5, Get that little discount and support the show. All right, brother. Let's do this. Um, we have to be stronger than the offers of destruction. Just in the title, man. What are your thoughts, man? <laughs> offers of destruction. I mean, 
it's so many ways and so many ideas and avenues you can actually go with that. But I guess the first thing that comes to mind immediately is you just have to be stronger than anything that would set you off course from your purpose. Mm. Um, it's a lot of traps, uh, a lot of uh, setbacks and it's a lot <laughs> so, you, <laughs> yeah. so you definitely want to you know stay on your p's and q's and just i, I guess staying solid mentally that way you can mm. kind of withstand everything else that comes with <laughs> the traps <laughs> man you you ain't joking there bro because uh it hits from all angles man um it, it has to do with uh kind of where you're from uh kind of what your background is um and, and and more importantly where you trying to go you know uh we all have goals and dreams and wishes we all have a purpose uh whether we acknowledge that or not you know um and and you know it's just things that we just like to accomplish while we're here you know what i'm saying and uh, the the funny thing about that is um, it's real, real easy to get distracted. You know what I'm saying? It, it's way too easy. You don't even have to look for it. It's always there, <laughs> right. you know? But right. but it, the difficult part is staying focused and being focused and, and, and even in really, really tough times, which usually always seem to show up when you're trying to make it somewhere. Uh, you know, you just got to keep that momentum, keep that drive and and keep away from the distractions man even if they hit you in the face <laughs> man. you know you got to get that boxer mentality you got to duck out the <laughs> yeah man <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned traps man uh i got about 10 things here that are that i would consider traps man um do we have to be uh stronger than because they offer destruction, maybe not in the beginning, because they probably look appealing or feel appealing or whatever, or seem appealing. Um, but we have to be wise enough to recognize these particular traps when they hit us. So yeah. the, first, the first trap that I got down here is getting in trouble with the law. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you and I both know that you don't really have to do anything <laughs> to get in trouble with the law, depending on who you are and where you're from and what, what you, what's going on with you. Um, but there are times where people do things to get in trouble with the law, honestly. Right. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, man, that's a good point. I think I'll start it off by saying uh, you and I are really, really, blessed <laughs> because yeah, uh to my knowledge uh neither you nor myself have actually ever been in trouble with the law <laughs> so True that, that. Uh, you know kudos to both of us man for avoiding the traps <laughs> um but yeah man i would say I guess I can. I'm gonna get pretty deep early <laughs> hey let's go let's go that's what this is all about man let's go um I would say that when you are, you know, have the background that you and I have mm -hmm. in the ethnic culture and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. 
a lot of times, you know, you're going to experience, I mean, let's just face it, you're going to experience being pulled over by law enforcement. Mm. Uh, crazy thing about that is you don't always have to be guilty of doing anything. You don't have to be speeding. You don't have to run a stoplight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things of uh, <laughs> it's called we call it a DWB. You know, <laughs> uh, for those of you listeners that aren't up to, to, to speed on that, that's driving while black. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> you hit it. Of course, you hit it right on the nose, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of times uh, one one thing I've I've learned personally uh, as a younger black man is you have to always (laughs) be vigilant Mm. so when you do get pulled over um Mm. (laughs) i'm I'm a little different you know Mm. i don't know if uh, anyone's ever seen the movie uh the hate you give but that's Uh, me (laughs) (laughs) where uh you know (laughs) (laughs) the main character her father he kind of taught her and her siblings you know what to do Mm-hmm. any event that something like that does happen mm-hmm. so it's kind of for me it's kind of funny like wow that's me like you know i'm, I'm 10 and 2 and yeah, yeah. <laughs> both hands on the wheel mm-hmm. you know when they do ask for you know license or possibly registration or insurance i'm kind of like all right i have to take my hand off the wheel to get my <laughs> <laughs> because i mean a lot of times you know we all know as a people of color we we're getting gunned down and you know we're completely and totally unarmed we're not threats but yeah uh so i let always me, yeah let me ahead. jump in here real quick bro because uh, i want to just highlight that we all know that it's not every officer uh, but the percentage of officers that are like that um uh, it's almost the same as the percentages of black people who are dirty. I'll say it like that. Right. Uh, when, when you look at it from that perspective, some people see the small percentage of black people who are actually dirty and kind of view all black people as dirty. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with that same spin, with that small percentages of officers that are dirty, uh, we are kind of almost compelled to view all officers as dirty. <laughs> so now go ahead, bro. I, I, I love it, man. I, I, yeah. I love that, that. That that was actually perfect because, I mean, it's a, it's a big, I guess, misconception of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of how, you know, I, I think you and I, we talked about this before and I kind of picked up something from you and you kind of, being able to speak to people from different walks of life yes sir and Absolutely. you know it's kind of like if we could just sit down and actually have a conversation mm-hmm. we realize that we're probably not as different as we think mm. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's a a big deal is just being able to sit down and come to a common ground like you know we all want you know happiness success success we all want to mm-hmm. be safe Boy, uh, <laughs> Boy. we all you know want our kids to grow up happy and healthy and have a fair shot at life. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So it's kind of like when you start kind of 
putting everything in its proper perspective, you see that, mm -hmm. you know, we're really not as different as people might think. Heck no, man. You know, because usually we're all born with one heart. You know, usually we all have a couple lungs. You know what I'm saying? Usually uh, if we injure ourselves, we bleed the same blood. You know what right. I'm saying? Not the same blood, but the same color blood. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to jump back a little bit, bro, because uh, you mentioned driving while black. <laughs> um, I actually got an episode that I honestly had to experience myself. Bro, I was not even driving. I was walking. <laughs> and 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 I'm, oh I gotta tell this. I gotta tell this story, man. But this this is trying to kind of highlight to people the difference in in the things that we experience versus what they may experience. Uh, it was a late night. Uh, I worked at a factory, uh, and everybody knew where you worked when you worked at that factory because you had certain uh, types of gear that you had to wear at that factory. And my car was going through. Uh, some some issues i had to get it repaired so uh at this particular time at night you know i'm just ready to get home you know what i'm saying i had to i had to hike up maybe a couple miles but i didn't want to wait on a cab or try to get a wire from somebody it was a nice evening actually the weather was beautiful so i decided to walk home carrying my gear and stuff uh, almost halfway there i see the lights behind me and and I'm thinking, there's no way, right? <laughs> there's no way that I'm walking and I get pulled over. But that's exactly what happened, bro. Uh, I'm literally walking down the street, minding my own business, just trying to get home. And an officer pulls up beside me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Am I, am I, am I sleepwalking? You know what I'm saying? Is this a dream? He get out. He gets he gets out the car, asks for my license, my driver's license. While you're I'm walking. Walking, bro. I'm walking. And he asked for my driver's license, man. Wow. <laughs> and right then and there, you know, I'm irritated. I'm tired. And this could really go the wrong way really quick because when I'm irritated and tired, bro, I get pretty sharp. <laughs> right. So that's not it though. He's asking me that question. Another car pulls up behind him. So think about what I'm thinking. It's late at night. I'm by myself. And I got two cars, you know what I'm saying, rolling up on me. So I pull out my license. And I said, you do realize that I'm not in a car, right? And he was like, well, we've heard but we've got a call that somebody in the area that fits your description. I said, let me stop you right there. I was like, you and I both know that there's nobody in China dressed it the way that I am right now, mm -hmm. let alone in this neighborhood other than me. And I've been walking through this neighborhood literally moments. So the fact that you're going to get a call and respond that quickly is really, really questionable right now. A third car rose up as I say that, bro. So as you can imagine, <laughs> I'm kind of feeling a little different at this point. You know what I mean? 
But I'm standing my ground because I know that I'm right and I know that they're wrong. And so I was like, I'm still holding my driver's license, right? So I said, I'm still wondering why should I even present this to you? Because you can witness right now, you and these other three cars and the drivers of these cars, that I am no threat. I am just walking home. I said, I will give this to you for because you asked for it, and I see the severity of this building right now, but you should know that I'm not operating a vehicle at this point. I'm just walking home. You know, I just kept reiterating. So um, a fourth car rolls up, bro. What? A fourth car. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm starting to envision Rotten and Keen moments. No, you know what I'm saying? Right. Rotten and and I'm like, dude, this ain't happening to me, bro. <laughs> if I got to go Bruce Lee for a minute, this is not happening to me right now. So in the fourth car, there was a rookie. And I knew he was a rookie because of how tense he was. And, dude, he had his hand on his piece. And he was, oh looking, my God. He was looking real tense, bro. And I said, hey, man, you need to tell your dude to relax because he looks a little tense right now. And I said, I'm saying right now, it ain't a really tense moment like that. I said, right now, it's somebody who really needs y'all help in another area, and they are dealing with what they're dealing with because y'all here jacking with me. <laughs> right. So I said, you know, you have a duty and you have a job to do. And I said, right now, unless you're trying to give me a ride to my place, you know, you're really just messing with me. Right. And and that's how I see it because you pull me over as I'm walking. You know what I'm saying? I said, I could have been a couple blocks down the road now. I said, you can run my license if you want to, but what point is it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Use that excuse that you got a call and, and a, you know, somebody in the neighborhood looking like myself. I was like, but you and I both know that that's a bunch of bull. You know, that's and, crazy. Yeah, man. And, and I was trying to keep calm, but you know, in those situations, your, your adrenaline gets to flowing, right? So, and I said, again, I'm going to tell you, tell your boy to relax over there because he looked a little tense, man. You know, I ain't got nothing but work gear. You know what I'm saying? I said, the only thing that I got on is steel toe boots. And believe me, my first name ain't Rodney and my last name ain't King. <laughs> so, so I just leave it like that. And so the dude ran my, ran my stuff. Anyway, and he was like, you're not from around here, are you? I was like, no, I'm not. I, I was like, um, and he's like, and I was like, why would you ask me that question? He's like, because you don't act like people from around here. And I was like, mm. okay, so. What, what is exactly, that supposed to be? Yeah. What, what exactly are you saying? He was like, here's your driver's license. You have a nice day. And they roll off, bro, one by one. And I'm like, after that moment, you got to think, you know what I'm saying? You got to realize what just happened and what could have happened. Um, but I was very thankful for what didn't happen. Right. But, but, but here's the thing, man, because... I voiced my opinion in the correct way. They knew I was pissed, but I wasn't going off and acting, you know, outside my normal character. 
and I didn't I didn't display any threat. You know, I was speaking intelligently. Uh, I was using words that meant probably the same thing as somebody that would have went the other direction. But uh, I was very, very wise in how I responded, even though I was telling them exactly how I felt. My word choice was on point. You know what I mean? And it has to be. Yeah, absolutely, man, because he was really, believe me, he was trying to push my buttons. Uh, and, and dude that was tense, he was trying to pull his thing, if you know what I mean. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, as I walk home, uh, finish my journey home, uh, I was thinking about that whole interaction, bro, and I think about it from time to time here and there because all the stuff we have seen on TV – that moment right there could have been one of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I was thinking when you told yeah. the story. Yeah. Had I not re responded in the manner that I responded. So, so when I go to getting in trouble with the law, we are always presented with things like that, even though we are doing what we're supposed to do, being a model citizen, just, just living life, going about our business. But I actually guarantee you that somebody of a different background would probably not have an experience such as that. Absolutely. What you got, man? What's your thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> the, the realities are what they are. Um, yeah. I often think, and I, I'm not going to, I'm trying not to veer too far off here, but I uh -huh. often think, um, when I think about the U.S. Constitution and all that, mm -hmm. my first thought is it was never written with certain people in mind. Mm. <clears throat> okay. So. I'm going to leave it at that. That's a bullseye point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, we have to be stronger than the offers of destruction. Substance abuse. Um, what are your thoughts, bro? Man. Um, again, man, that's like you said before, you don't even have to go around looking for destruction. <laughs> and, and so yeah. often it'll just, you know, approach you and and find you some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, man, substance abuse is real. Um, yeah, yeah. Alcoholism, recreational drugs. I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, people are definitely... Um, I guess falling victim and falling by the wayside to that trap mm -hmm. for sure, man, because yeah, man. for whatever reason, everybody doesn't have that, that, that fortitude to be able to just say no or right, right, right. You know, sometimes yeah. you come from, I'm a big believer of a, being a product of one's environment. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that uh, both you and I have kind of come from places that were not so favorable. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would I would actually say that we're outliers. <laughs> you know, we're we're kind of the exception to the rule. <laughs> uh, but you know, most people don't necessarily, you know, be able to rise above those uh, sets of circumstances. Absolutely, man. Uh, we we kind of learn from other people's mistakes, or learn from our own mistakes, or um, just caught on to what's really going on and uh, developed the way of 
doing things in a manner that are prosperous for us. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody, unfortunately, is not that way. You have people who actually get stuck in those traps and, and go down the opposite direction, whether it's uh, being an alcoholic or <clears throat> hooked on drugs or incarcerated or worse. Uh, substance abuse, I mean, if you go to certain neighborhoods, hmm. you'll see like a liquor store, just as many liquor stores as you see McDonald's. <laughs> now, I'll say it like that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, there's a McDonald's probably every six city blocks, you know. Right. Um, there's a liquor store probably every three city blocks in certain neighborhoods. Uh, just, just, to point, just to point that perspective out. And then when you go to different neighborhoods, uh, there are liquor stores and there are McDonald's, but there are also a lot of other things as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, for instance, man, um, let me let me do something pretty general that maybe everybody can relate to. Uh, a big supersize uh, mall. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, where we live, bro, we got to go to a different area to go to one of those. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and if you live in that area, guess what? It's right down the street. <clears throat> um, so that's kind of the point that I want to make. You know what I mean? Uh, I can say a lot of other things, but I think people can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got anything else for substance abuse, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um... You actually speaking kind of pricked me, and I, I I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I'm actually reminded of a, a movie scene actually mm -hmm. um, from the classic Boys in the Hood. Oh, when, uh, okay. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, you know, they're on the corner, mm -hmm. and you know, he asked the question, "Why is it that there is a liquor store on almost every corner in this neighborhood?" Uh -huh. And, you know, those words are still incredibly true to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they're when you can take away or divert a people's ability to reproduce, mm. you are able to kind of control certain outcomes when it comes to dealing with those people. <laughs> oh, man. OK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, duly yeah. noted. Um, but also, uh, I'm gonna put my little spin on it. Uh, -huh. uh, it does give the opportunity to create someone who is more focused than the average bear. If, if, if you, if you see where I'm getting at, um, for, sure. for somebody to witness all the things that, are, that can occur from, uh, an area like that, um, uh, to rise above it and go beyond to be, uh, looked at as a individual who can be respected as someone in a idea of leadership, you know what I'm saying? Someone who can be an example, someone who other people will follow their lead uh, and support and back up, you know. Uh, and I say that to, to say this, there have been situations, man, where I've been in a certain neighborhood and there were a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, who I didn't recognize and know, but we looked alike. 
and I knew where their head was at. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But even still, man, I stood my ground, you know, uh, because I'm like, if it's got to be that way, y'all might need to get some more people because if I get activated, <laughs> I'm going to run through all y'all. <laughs> and that's just a mentality that you grow up with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, because you have to. You have to be ready for anything to spark off at any second, even though it's a beautiful day out and, and you're just enjoying life. Um, that's that's the environment that some of these people have to deal with on a daily basis, you know. Um, but the truth of the matter is you, you become an individual to where you have to be a spark, I guess. Uh, you, you have to be ready to accelerate to aggression really quickly if that jumps off just to, as, as a protective mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it makes you a stronger person. Uh, you get a lot more respect. You know what I'm saying? Because when you react on a group of people um, and they're looking at this like, you're only one person. What are you thinking? Either you're crazy or we really need to worry about what might happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, man, um, the mindset of, of is different because it has to be. Uh, so when you when you elevate to that level from those environments, you become a lot more respected. You become a lot more stronger, uh, and as an individual, it actually makes you more confident. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, man, it, for sure. It <laughs> a lot of times I think people kind of misjudge um being wise for being weak mm. and mm. uh you know they they have a tendency oh well you didn't you know you were too late back in this situation and it's like mm -hmm. well you have to what they don't understand is you're assessing the situation beyond what they can see right then and there <laughs> absolutely 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 so you kind of have to use a little bit of the common sense that God mm -hmm. gave you and mm -hmm. and realize, okay, if I do this, this is going to take place. If I do this, then this will take place. Mm -hmm. And I think if if we literally just thought before we actually acted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Um, that was a really strong point, by the way. Um, <laughs> the third one, bro. <laughs> yeah. Woo! I know what this is. <laughs> Uh, I would I like to title this the Venus flytrap. Uh, <laughs> and, and in these uh, offers of destruction, unfortunately, there are things we need to be stronger than because there are distractions as well. And a lot of people who are at the peak of where they're trying to go or at that moment that makes a the the decision factor of how successful you may take off. <clears throat> that's usually when the Venus flytrap shows up. And for those of you Absolutely. who don't know what the Venus flytrap is, it's a woman, it's a female, it's a type of person who has an ulterior motive. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say it like that. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, man. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of times um, when you're in a, I guess, a, a, sometimes you don't even have to be dating or even looking to date someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you're really focused. And it's almost as if there's some kind of radar <laughs> and, yeah man and, and they and they have this keen sense of oh he's a good one let me hmm. see if i can trap him some kind of way and <laughs> it you know i often think <laughs> i'm gonna actually make this short uh-huh. <laughs> i often okay. think how you know when a woman who may or may not be involved with more than one individual mm-hmm. how when it comes to if she ends up you know becoming uh, pregnant, a lot of times she herself doesn't actually know who the mm. father is. Mm. But what she'll do is uh, she'll go with the best candidate mm. and say, oh, yeah, he's the one. <laughs> that right there is an offer of destruction, my brother. I mean, uh, absolutely. So I can honestly say that I know that this occurs because I've seen it happen. And bro, this is the kicker. I was in a room one time where a female confessed that this goes down and kind of let me know from her perspective uh, the type of people that do that. And, you know, I can't really talk about the specifics of that conversation, but it blew my mind away when she admitted to that because, yeah, we know it goes on, but it's usually a conversation between dudes that actually experienced that or went through it. But to hear it from a woman's mouth. Yeah, it it, it hits different. Man, um, it, it leaves you speechless, bro. It leaves you speechless. Uh, so um, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I think I think if I speak on it a little bit more, I'm just going to, I need to. <laughs> all right, man. You got anything for the Venus flytrap? No, man, I think we, uh, <laughs> I think we did very well um, in, in, in limited time that we're going to give ourselves on this subject. <laughs> Boy, man, because that's a whole can of worms, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, for we're going to go to self-destruction, man. Uh, it, it, it's bad enough that there's offers of destruction out there. But when we can sometimes be that offer of destruction, um mm. it's a whole nother game bro um and, and and this can occur you know so we have to be mindful that in certain situations or even dealing with so many things like we're talking about these environments or whatnot sometimes we can get so caught up in that stuff that we can be our own destruction right um, what do you thought yeah, man, that's, you know, I, uh, I'll, I'll go here. I think you'll enjoy this. Okay. Um, I, as you know, I don't actually drink or smoke or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've too many times to count have been 
you know, asked by various individuals, hey, mm-hmm. why do you not do this or why do you not do that? Mm-hmm. And I literally tell them, like, man, I, I've seen, you know, family members self-destruct yeah, from yeah, partaking man. of certain things that I'm mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I'm like, you know, as a result, I'm like, I, I won't even touch it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you've witnessed it and you've learned from the destruction that can cause someone else. Uh, and as you mentioned, a family member, you know, I'm I'm right aligned with you, bro, <clears throat> because, uh, yeah, it, it can definitely happen. And, you know, we've seen it up close and personal, both of us. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, because we witnessed that, we have a different perspective of it because, you know, we're like, we've seen the destruction in someone else. You know what I'm saying? So we refuse to let that same destruction happen to us. Absolutely. Yeah. I got that loud and clear, man. Uh, I can elaborate like you wouldn't believe and you probably could too as well, but we're we're just going to leave. We're going to leave it at that. (laughs) We got some stories to tell, man, but, if you stick around, eventually you get those stories. All right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Not in this episode, but a little bit down the road. Uh, we, we can't give you all it up front. You know what I'm saying? That's right. just we gotta tease you a little bit. We gotta give you a little poke. <laughs> Leave a little um, to the imagination a bit. <laughs> man, yeah, man. I mean, because you know everybody's dealing with something. And, right. and the people who are listening now or later, uh, you know, they're dealing with things too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure that the examples that we're given and the stuff that we're talking about can highlight some things that they went through or experienced or they remember all of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. All right. So we're getting halfway there, bro. Uh, this is a real one, man. Uh, I think they've all been real, but this is a real of the real. Uh-huh. <laughs> Attacking each other. You know what I'm saying? For us, it would be something like black on black crime. But for other people, it's something different. But I'm sure we all at some point experience how people can attack each other. What are your thoughts, bro? Man, uh, that's a great point. Um, People, you know, people, it's, it's almost like the thoughts of how something can come to you and you don't have to look for when it comes to these traps in the first place Mm -hmm. people are often the same way and what they'll do is they'll you know instead of being i guess supportive or appreciating you for who and what you are Mm -hmm. you know they'll try to find fault Mm. or you know they'll try to you know attack you from all kinds of different angles just because (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, because you might be walking a, a different path than them, and they don't—they can't understand or comprehend why or why mm-hmm. you're so different. Yeah. So in, instead of saying, you know, hey, maybe I can do this as well, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, they'll just—they'll <laughs> try to, I guess, be a roadblock. Boy, man, mm, or a crab in a bucket. Mm. Right. And for those of y'all who don't know the crab in a bucket syndrome. Uh, let me let me explain it real quick. So if you put crabs in a bucket, they'll all try to get out. But the thing is different. They'll never get out because the crab that's almost to the edge, the other crabs will pull it back down in their effort to get out first. 
or or, or by themselves. So that's what that means. Uh, <laughs> and let me go here, bro. Let me go here because attacking each other doesn't have to be so it, – it just as fierce as black-on-black -black crime. You know, it's not as violent as someone shooting someone else and killing them. Sometimes it can be minor, but just as effective. So, right. so let me let me do it like this. If if I'm with a group of people in my environment and I don't react to something in the way that they think I should react, all of a sudden I'm soft. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know? Or if if I do something to make myself better or uh, try to excel in life, then I can be titled or labeled a as sellout. a sellout. <laughs> Boom! You know where I'm going with this, man. <laughs> Give me a high five, bro. You know where I'm going with this. Man. So, so we get attacked from all different all angles, angles, man. man. You know, whether it's it's minor or or major, but right. it all has the same effect. Same effect, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by um, attack uh, attacking each other. When it comes to be stronger than the offers of destruction, because if you're actually weak-minded or soft, then you will go the direction that these people are trying to get you to go, so that you'll destruct just like they are. Exactly. But you're actually being strong. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're viewing everything as backwards because they're in the wrong frame of mind anyway. You know what I'm saying? Our goal is to get away from that type of destruction stuff, so we can eventually in life end up what we're supposed to be doing anyway yeah you know man. What I'm saying? to your point man the the the, the effects of being programmed <laughs> Ooh, nice go ahead i'm, I'm listening yeah, yeah man it, it's it's and it's kind of just listening to you man it kind of took me there it's like mm -hmm. you know when you you know grow up a certain way you kind of mm -hmm. you're in the head you're in a certain head space Mm -hmm. When you can't think beyond what you see or beyond wow. what you know. Right, right. So, you know, how do you get to the, I guess, other side of having greater vision, right? <laughs> well, one, you got to separate, man. You know, yeah. that's, one of the, that's one of those things where you do have to separate from what you're used to or what you, what you know around you. Because if you don't, that's going to be all you know. Exactly. All you see and all you do. And, and everybody that you go to for advice in those environments are going to give you the same advice, which is going to have you chasing your tail. You know right. what I'm saying? You're going to be in that same bucket with those other crabs. Uh, <clears throat> until you get away from that, for instance, uh, someone who goes off to college, they do their college time, they graduate, then they come back. When you come back to those environments that you grew up in and that you know so well, yeah, you remember those things, but you but have you, a different, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You have a different uh, <clears throat> thought process. So everybody that you're talking to, you're like, dude, you still there? Oh, you know? Right. I mean, it's been like four years, man, and y'all are still there? Right. You know, I've learned all this stuff. I've experienced all these things, and, and I've, I've learned so much. I've, I've made so much better of myself. 
and to come back here and see that y'all are still there. Y'all, y'all haven't grew. Y'all haven't done anything but stay in the same place. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> and that, my people, is why they say it's lonely at, at the, the top. top. Man. Because the people on top understand, think, look, and just experience everything differently than the people that they grew up with. And to your point, man, I'm a further buffer that, you know, the beauty of that is, you know, it's not because a lot of times there's a misconception. Oh, they're at the top. That's because they kept everybody else down and stepped on them to get there. And it's like a lot of times, you know, you're actually trying to pull people up with you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're kind of like, nah, I'm good where I'm at because I, I'm I'm too narrow minded to enhance my way of thinking. <laughs> or they try to destruct your path. You know right. what I'm saying? Let's just keep it real and be keep it what it is, you know. Right. Uh, or they try to destruct your path, man. And, and I've done music, man, and I'm not gonna throw any names out there, but I will tell you, man, it's rugged, you know, when you try to become an artist and be be professional and try to support you, where you're from and get support from where you're from. Mm. Uh, and I can tell you, man, getting support from your hometown is the hardest thing to do because people grew up with you. They know you and their mindset of you or their thought process of you is limited. So when they think of you grabbing a microphone spitting some hardcore lyrics or just straight lyric, you know, lyricism in a microphone on a stage in front of people and just doing your thing and, and doing it well, they, they don't, even if you do it in front of them, bro, and they know you lit the place up, you know what I'm saying? They're like, ah, you know what I'm saying? It's right. like a hater mentality, but you do that same exact show across town in another city, in another state, in another country, bro. And they they going you. up, man, they losing it. You know what I'm saying? They it, losing it. It reminds me of that phrase, a, a prophet has no honor in his own land. Right. Yeah. Bang. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, you said it, man. So right now, <laughs> we're going to take a break and get into one of our segments, bro. Uh, we like to call this, I done synced. And I done heard it all. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I've got two examples, man. And these both involve women, but it's just amazing what women can do, bro. And and how things evolve and change and uh happen through women. This first one, bro, this this still shocks me, but you can't deny it. Alabama mom is one in a million delivering two babies from two uteruses in two days. Look at your face, bro. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. You know, how in the world? (laughs) Oh, man, when I seen that, bro. Uh, I can't even wrap my thoughts around that. You know, it, 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 if you're created in that manner, uh, I guess do what you do, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, are you speechless on that one, man? 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, that blew me away, bro. And it still does. And I, I just, I just shake my head on that one and say, wow, you know, man. <laughs> but that's, that's what's going on on that one. I'm going to move to the next one, bro. Cause I think we both stuck on that one. <laughs> wow. That blows you. That blows me. My mind right there. <laughs> yeah, man. This next one is not so stiff. I'll say it like that, but it is incredible. Woman tossing trash falls into dumpster surviving getting compacted in the garbage truck whoa yeah man yeah i mean the odds first of all of throwing your garbage away and falling into the truck i'm like what the heck was she tossing in there you know what i mean oh and my uh God. i'm thinking it was something heavy and just might have just pulled her over or so i don't know I'm just using my imagination. But then you get compacted in the tr dumpster truck Nasty. and you survive? Right. Like she had to be trying to lift something heavier than her. <laughs> All I know is, is the first thing she should have did when she got out of that dumpster truck is bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> oh, man. Because it was definitely her lucky day, bro. Man, I mean, I, what do you say to that? You know what I mean? But wow. I didn't think and I didn't heard it all. Hey, <laughs> talk about Woo. miraculous, man. <laughs> on, on both of those, for real, man. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's get back into it, bro. <laughs> uh, unless you got some thoughts. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I have too much for that one either, man. It, hey, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first I stumped him on two events, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on, man. Uh, we have to be stronger than the offers of destruction. I'm kind of shift this a little bit because we was real, real and real strong on those other ones. But this is a different mindset. I'm trying to bring people to where I'm trying to go. Handling business, bro, uh, decisions and opportunities. Uh, sometimes we can <clears throat> kill a beautiful opportunity by how we handle that business. And we can destroy <clears throat> a, a potential beautiful business relationship with some of the decisions we make. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, man, it, it, it's kind of perfectly set up from one of our previous segments of self-destruction. Yeah, man. <clears throat> you know, yeah. it can come in so many different ways, you know, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of times if you're afraid to grow, mm -hmm. you'll you'll do some self-destructive things that will keep you where you are because it's in your comfort zone. Mm, okay. Um, but the only way you can actually get better and continue to evolve mm -hmm. is to, you know, step out of that comfort zone. And it's going to be, you know, people are, are so afraid to do that. You know, it's the fear of the unknown. Well, what mm. if I do and I fail? Right. You know, and it's kind of But what like, if you do and you succeed? Exactly. Yeah. The, the glass has to always be viewed with a, a, a half full instead of a half empty mindset. Exactly. 
And speaking of mindset, man, in, in those opportunities, we have to have the mindset of understanding that we don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? Even if you got this beautiful masterpiece of an idea in your head about business, it's up here. But to get it out there and let everybody, you know, gravitate towards it and support it and, and blow you up like, it, you know, you think it will. Yes, you have the idea, but you don't have the mentality to take the steps to get to that idea. You're going to need help. And, and some people or most people kill that beautiful idea because they don't want to trust somebody who has an expertise in that area that can get them there. Uh, or they have the fear that they're going to steal their ideas. You know, um, what people have to understand is the beauty behind putting things on paper. Uh, first of all, when you write your idea down on paper, you can kind of format some type of bullet point yourself that can help you get structured in the right way. And then when you think about the, the money involved or the, the planning or whatever, you're going to need expertise in those areas, you know, because you don't really know something about uh, the aspects or <clears throat> some of the segments that you need to cover in order to get to that big idea. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't build a house without a blueprint, so to speak. You know what I mean? And if you know you need a blueprint and you don't know how to draw a blueprint up that makes sense, guess what? You need somebody to design that blueprint for you. You just tell them what it is you're looking for, how many rooms, I want upstairs, main floor, downstairs. I want a, I want a fireplace. You know, I want my kitchen to be an open concept. You know, people can understand what I'm saying, right? But yeah, you got that beautiful idea of that house, but you can't design it and put it together and build it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, know you want it to look like, but you're gonna need people of expertise <clears throat> to get you there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are your thoughts? That's beautiful, man. You kind of, I'm going to take it a different way, but you took me, uh, you, you kind of threw me alive on this one. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to go a different route and say, uh, it kind of reminds me of the biblical passage, mm -hmm. write the vision and make it plain. Mm, boom. There it uh, is. You know, if you can kind of see it uh -huh. in, in your mind, you know, when you put it down on paper, it's almost like you're manifesting something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of times people don't get the concept of that, just like they don't get the the process or thought behind words have power. So be mm -hmm. careful what you say, because it could actually come true or, you know, it could if it's positive, it, it can, you know, you can really usher in a great future. Or if it's negative, you might usher in utter destruction. Oh, <laughs> there it is, bro. So. Uh, thinking is great, but when you write it down, for some reason, it gets greater. Right. You know what I mean? Our thoughts are huge, but you know, you know, our head is only so big. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, uh, I used this example before in another podcast. I'm gonna say it real quick because we, we're getting away on time. I had a song in my head for years when I was younger, and it wouldn't go nowhere. It just kept banging in my head, banging in my head, banging in my head. And I was like, it was certain times I couldn't even sleep because that song was just pounding so hard in my head. And then the opportunity came for me to actually record it. And it came out beautiful. It was the first song I recorded, and it was exactly like I had it up here. That's hard to do. But through my determination 
all the sounds, all the beats, all the harmony, all the breaks, and even the lyrics were exactly like how I had it up here. Check this out. Once I finally got to listen to that track outside my head, my head blew up again. Guess what? More songs popped up there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let that be a lesson to people who are creators who don't realize they are creators. If you got right. an idea, write it down, pursue it, because guess what? Behind that idea is another great idea. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it well, is. Well stated. Well stated. Thank you, bro. Uh, you got anything on handling business? Uh, no, man. I think we I think we hit the nail on the head. To be honest. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Let's keep it moving, man. Uh, handling money, man. Uh, mm. Handling money can destruct us if we're not careful. Uh, for instance, how we save, how we spend, where are we spending it? So let's let's do it like this. I'm, I'm going to take it a, a step further. Let's just say you have a million-dollar spending habit on a $100 budget. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think everybody can relate to that even if they're not a millionaire. Right. But, but I think you get my point. I'm being a little bit extreme. So you go to the mall, and there's these shoes that just got to introduce to the public. They're brand new. They, they, you know, everybody's out going to berserk. They're standing in line. They got to have this shoe. They got to have it right now. This shoe is three to $400, man. Come on, bro. Your, your rent's due tomorrow. Your cell phone bill's due in two days. You know what I'm saying? Cardinal's coming up. <laughs> yeah, your light bill, your gas bill, you got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Baby need a new pair of shoes. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> real. Let's, let's just understand that those shoes might be something you want right now. But they're not a necessity. But here's the kicker, bro. If you wait a month or two... That same shoe, it won't be as new, but that price will drop. You know what right. I'm saying? And then after a month or two, guess what? You done paid all them bills. You're good. You got a little bit more you know, money to, to work with. And then you can get that same shoe a little bit later for a lot less. Right. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, man. That's, uh, you know, being... I guess being wise and once again, just thinking everything through, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, understanding what you can do at a particular point in time versus what mm -hmm. you'll be able to do later down a lot at another time. Absolutely, man. So it, it's really, uh, it's just sound judgment, man. Uh, I think I used this quote uh, in one of our recent episodes, but to quote Dr. Miles Monroe, you know, whatever you mismanage, you'll lose. So boy, boy, if you don't manage your finances um, wisely, you'll definitely, you know, find yourself on the losing end of those finances. Man, let me spin that real quick because I'm going to help people out right now. If you take that same three to four hundred dollars and invest it into some type of stock, into some type of IRA or even just put it in account and forget about it that same money is going to grow. I mean, you talking to some, I'm talking to you because this is something that I know, you know what I'm saying? 
I've seen my own money grow, bro. And just because it's in certain places and I forgot about it, blows my mind, bro. Because I know what it was in the beginning and I see what it is now. And now I'm like, shoot, let it grow. Let it keep on growing. You know, because that that is incredible, you know. So now it is, is, I'm taking care of things for me. And I'm also taking care of things for my kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big difference in how the thought process, the thought process is how you do things and how you view things because it's really what you do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Do you want to blow three to four hundred dollars, or do you want to grow three or four hundred dollars? What's your thoughts? Right. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I think uh, you kind of giving me an idea. You can Mm kind of. You have to understand that a lot of times when you make a decision, you're not the mm-hmm. only person affected by the, that decision. Boy, boy. So, you know, like you mentioned your kids, like mm-hmm. you're looking at it like, okay, my greater purpose is making sure that they're set up, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that they is. have yeah. what they need. And and, it, and it, it, it's one of those things where because you you managed, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it, it was absolutely. able to increase your budget just by simply managing your current one better. Boy, it goes a long ways. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And and you know, I, I have a saying in one of my songs. I went from nothing. I went from negative to nothing to something to having over plenty. And um, it's a strong lyric, but if you pay attention to it, there's a lot more there than just what I said because it's that's a process that I had to go through because it was a learning curve. You know, it was an educational curve. Uh, it was a wisdom curve, you know, and it was a financial curve, you know. Uh, so I had to go through all that personally and experience it to even write that lyric, you know what I'm saying, to make it know what it means to me and and have that little line kind of trigger thoughts in people's head, you know what I'm saying? Right. What are yeah, your thoughts, I, bro? I've actually... Uh heard that song and i i like that song by the way Uh, it's um you know i I think what you said in that line man it's huge like starting you're not starting at ground zero you're starting at a at a disadvantage yeah absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) so when you when you start off at a disadvantage and you can improve to ground zero man (laughs) that's, that's that's something that's crazy man it reminds me of something that wyclef said wyclef john uh, he said he started yeah. out in a, in a, he hut. Went from a, a hut. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, he started out in a hut, bro. And just to see where he is today, man, there's, there's just no excuse. Right. There's no excuse, bro. It's all about drive and determination, uh, love and passion and desire, um, and never giving up. That's it. Absolutely. So the next one we got here is negativity, bro. Uh, negativity is an interest, interesting beast. I'll say it like that. It's a beast because some people gravitate towards negativity, uh, which leads to their destruction. Uh, you got to be positive, be positive, be positive, bro, because it's too easy to go to the negative direction. It's, it's just way too easy, man. It's, it's nothing. It's like, you know, boom, you you know. Right. But, but to be positive, 
it takes courage. It takes strength. It takes uh, effort. And it, it just takes a mindset and a, and a desire to step away from everything else to pursue what you got to get. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. You know, peace of mind. You know, yeah. when you can when you can kind of lay negativity to the side and, and mm -hmm. keep your yourself in a positive headspace, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to, you know, give yourself a peace of mind that that's incredible. I actually heard, um, I want to say it was Omarion, believe it or not, uh, what? recently, <laughs> man, say that don't mess with uh, peaceful people. And he said it just like that. And everybody was trying to figure out where he was going with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said, you know, because when you mess with a peaceful minded person, you don't understand that you can't do anything to knock that off their access. Yeah, they have yeah. total peace up here and in here. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's nothing you can do <laughs> that's wow. going to, you know, get them out of that positive headspace. And what they'll do is they'll separate from you. And mm -hmm. continue to cleave and be around more like-minded, positive individuals. <laughs> Nicely done, man. I like that. Um, so my next one is working together. Uh, for some reason, bro, uh, it's so hard to work together with your own people, your own family. Uh, and it can lead to self-destruction. Well, it can lead to destruction, period, because of how people think, you know, uh, I like to explain the family structure like this. You got two parents mm. and they both are a certain way, you know what I'm saying? But each time they have a child, the child is different because they might have some aspects of the, the father, some aspects of the mother, but some aspects may be stronger with the father or some aspects may, may be stronger with the mother. Uh, the different attitudes and the, the ways that those parents are, each child develops something different from them. So each child will be different. <clears throat> so with that being, with that in mind, when it comes to try to work with people, work with family members and uh, or, or, or people of the background, working together, you're dealing with those different views. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so even in something just as simple as who's going to be in charge of everything, course everybody's hand goes up i want to be in charge no no i should be in charge because because this this that and the other no i should be in charge because you know what i mean so you got to fight on every single deal whether it's mine or not you know what i'm saying not just for clarity yeah, man. <laughs> and, it, and it's it's like why can't we just pick such and such because they're at this level and they're more business minded or they they have uh, they their concern is everybody, not just themselves. You know what I'm saying? No, it's, it's, it's never that, but that's what it should be, right? Go right. ahead, bro. What are your thoughts? Dude, you've hit on so much. You kind of got my mind. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, yeah, that's what I do, man. <laughs> I mean, dude, people have a tendency uh, it, the, the phrase, every Indian wants to be the chief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, often comes into my mind when I hear something with like what you just uh, elocuted, man, it's people want the position of leadership and they want to be the boss and they want to mm -hmm. wear the pants, but they have to mm -hmm. understand 
it's not everybody understands the responsibility Boy, that comes right with the there. title that's, and the leadership. That's it right there. Absolutely. You know, you kind of you want the glory, but you don't want the responsibility of it all. Mm. Uh, so that that's kind of one thing that I'm I'm thinking, man. And it's funny. I also thought about another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you know, I'm a big music head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually thought about the OJs uh, mm-hmm. as you were talking mm-hmm. and uh, family reunion. You know, you broke down the same kind of family structure that they broke down in the song. Absolutely. You know, you have the, the mother and the father or husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they beget their own children. And, of course, you know, everyone has a job to do. So it's funny how people want to just be the leader, the leader, the leader. But they don't understand yep. that when you're working together. You're both leading in certain aspects to make yeah. everything cohesive. Absolutely. Boom, man. That was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. I can't even touch that, bro. Uh, so the final one is trust one another, man. The trust is so gone man. With, uh, with our people and the people we, we're connected to. Um, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I know where it started, um, uh, but... <laughs> Man, how do we fix that, man? How do we fix that? Because it's very destructive because you really can't trust people. You can trust them in certain aspects. Right. You can trust you can trust them to a distance. But beyond that, man, you just got to. Mm. You're always on guard. Yeah. 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 What are your thoughts, man? Man, that, that's actually a great point uh, because, you know, you're trying to balance <laughs> Yeah. You know, not underestimating people and not giving people a chance mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. you don't want to be taken advantage of and stabbed in the back. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. man. Uh, uh, so it's kind of one of those things where you're 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 trying to balance not having your kindness taken for weakness mm-hmm. while also understanding that, you know, you might have a lion in you and you're trying to keep it inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Boy. <laughs> I, I mean man I, I think that's a great point that man it, it, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to use good judgment <laughs> well you know um uh, yeah absolutely man but i, I want to spin it this way because i hear people all the time i don't trust nobody i trust no one you know is uh, that really saying <laughs> is that really saying that you don't trust yourself? Uh-huh. Right. Because um at some point you're gonna have to trust somebody else. You know right. what I mean? Even when you pay your bill to that teller or whatever, you gotta tr- trust them in a, to put that money towards your bill and, and not somebody else's bill or in their pocket or right. you know what I'm saying. Right. You got to trust everybody at some point, sometime. So is it risky? Yeah, I mean, this stuff happened. Yeah, but, you know, again, it's that small percentage that we were talking about earlier. Uh, if something like that is really bothering you to the point that it's destructive, that you can't trust someone, you might want to do a self-check because, you know, you really have to trust people at least for a moment Right. Uh, you know, but you have to build that trust. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have got away from building trust. What are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, man. Uh, 
I, I think here's one thing that I'm I'm reminded of, and I think this is probably the whole point of the whole exercise when you thought of this. Hmm. There are still some good people in the world. Absolutely. You know, you know not everybody is out to pillar and plunge <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know totally destroy and sabotage and annihilate mm -hmm. you know there are still some people who are kind of like you know yeah we can all come together and, and and make something happen that's positive that's for the betterment of the human race boy, boy. <laughs> so it, I, I like that man. man thank you uh we had a di different segment uh another segment set up what we call uh uh, would you prefer, what would you prefer, their influence or their money? But, bro, I'm going to push that to the next episode. Okay. If you don't mind, because I got something else that I came up with this morning, man. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, since this is Black History Month, uh, mm. I wanted to interject something. And uh, it, it, I'll, I'll give it to you like this, bro. Since this is uh, what we know as Black History Month, tell us about someone in Black history who you admire, respect, and they also had a, the biggest influence on you. What you got, bro? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, now this is one uh, I remember when we had our first uh, show and I hit uh -huh. you with a question at the end. Uh huh. Yeah. You were yep. like, man, I wasn't ready for that. That was a good one. <laughs> That's what you just did to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Payback. Oh, oh man, there, there are so many mm -hmm. influential people, man. For me, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> oh man. <laughs> okay. I can go so many different routes, man. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Dang. I'm gonna go with Sam Cook. Ooh, okay. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna go with Sam Cook. Um, <laughs> I, for me, uh, when I think of Sam Cook, man, I think mm -hmm. of there so much. Um, mm -hmm. I know that he had a you know a, a lucrative, an incredible gospel career uh, mm -hmm. during you know his time. Mm -hmm. He was the biggest gospel artist uh, at the time. And that's actually what inspired him to cross over because he's like, I'm at the pinnacle of this thing. And I'm, you know, I realized that the money is not where it should be. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I, I, I need to do something different. So, you know, he, he crosses over into the, the secular or R&B genre and I mean, he had only a seven-year career uh, due to being killed before his time. But uh, in that seven-year period, man, he <laughs> he cranked out not only just a lot of hits, but he was actually able to start his own label. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, One Night in Miami. Mm, not sure I have. Not sure. So, uh, great movie, man. Regina King actually directed it. Ooh, magic! And that uh, it, it's uh, it's basically about the night that uh, Muhammad Ali won the title. Okay. okay. And the beauty of it was he uh, he was really close with three other individuals who are all black men. Mm 
mm-hmm. who were very uh prosperous uh mm-hmm. and their names were sam cook <laughs> mm-hmm. malcolm x mm-hmm. and jim brown nice uh nice. and uh oh man i recommend when you get a chance to uh definitely check that out absolutely but I, I, I'll I'll leave with this because I know I could I could go on and on, but uh-huh. I, I'll leave, I'll I'll end with this. In the movie, there's a scene uh, with Malcolm X and Sam Cooke at odds, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know Malcolm X is kind of like, dude, you know you have all this talent and all this potential, but you keep recording tracks like you send me or Cupid or mm-hmm. you know what a wonderful world. And mm-hmm. he's like, but, you know, someone like a Bob Dylan can pen blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was kind of it was a it had really a potent effect in the whole room and the atmosphere amongst all four of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sam was kind of like, man, I've been working on something, but I haven't actually recorded, you know, re- yeah. you know, saying it or anything. Mm-hmm. So he goes on live television, man. And, you know, I think they were expecting one of those tracks of course uh-huh and what he ended up giving them is a change is going to come boy um, they wasn't ready for that <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that was a cold one yeah i'm just looking at it like man during that time you know you're in the early to mid 60s and <laughs> you know this is at one of the heights of the civil movement civil rights movement you know and i'm like mm-hmm. imagine everyone in that building just uh Wow. No one in that building looked like him that he was singing in front of. Yeah, man. So it was just kind of like the, you know, just the power of it and the potency. I'm like, yeah, for me, it's Sam Cooke. <laughs> the change is going to come. Man, that's that's wonderful, man. Uh, great example and great story and great individual and just all greatness, man. <sighs> but you know me. <laughs> Uh-huh. But you know me, man. Uh, I have an idea, but I don't know who you will say. <laughs> I'm going to take it all the way here, bro. Uh, for me, it is the biblical character of Moses. Wow. I kind of, that was a thought. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to break it down like this, man. Uh, the reason the biblical character of Moses is so strong for me is because he was true to uh, who he was and how he was in all aspects of his life. Uh, Think about it, man. This dude was raised in an environment that wasn't his. Um, He had all the spoils of life, all the riches, all the women, all the, you know, he was a prince of Egypt. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he was also maybe not even purposely, but accidentally taking notes because he was collecting every single aspect of that lifestyle. Right. You know, he knew it. In, he knew the ins and the outs. You know what I'm saying? Excellent. He could point. He could snap his finger and it was done. You know what I'm saying? He got people bowing to him as he walks by. You know what I'm saying? He's got that respect. Uh, he can literally do anything and get away with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and be excused of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, <laughs> Absolutely. He, he was punking Ramesses. You know what I'm saying? That's his little brother and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? He had 
his father's heart. You know, like he had a soft spot, you know, for his son, Moses, mm-hmm. you know, the, the his mother, she, you know, he was dear, near and dear to her heart because of how he came into her life. But he also, he was true to that. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was, he was real. You know, he was a prince of Egypt. And then the day came to where he bumped in to his sister, Miriam. And she introduced him to his actual brother, Aaron. You know, and that's a shockwave, bro. I don't care who you are. You're like, well, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You need to stop right there, peasant, peasant girl. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I'm Moses. You know what I'm saying? I'm a prince of Egypt. Who, who how, how dare you, you know, come at me with this type of language? You know what I'm saying? You're disrespecting my mom. You're disrespecting my pops. What the heck? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, you, I got gold on my wrist. You know what I'm saying? You see all that blame? Right. You know? I, I say what it is, and that's what it is. You know, how dare you? You know what I'm saying? But she stood her ground. You know, she came from that same bloodline. You know what I'm saying? You know, Moses stood his ground. And this is the first time that he's ever experienced anybody standing their ground to him. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, no. And Aaron's like, no, no. He, You know, he's a prince. He can can do things too. She's like, no, Aaron, this is our brother. You know, Moses, I am your sister and I am older than you. You're going to hear what I got to say. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And he's like, what? You know, where's where's this stuff coming from? You know what I'm saying? And she's like telling him who his mother is and all that, you know, and how he was, you know, put in the water. And, you know, it kind of shifted his mind. So he had to go check these facts. You know, he got right. to go fact check. So he goes to his mother's like, Mom, hey, yo, whoa, whoa, what's up with this? You know what I'm saying? You know, where did I come from? And then, of course, she had to tell the truth. Right. And then he went to check his father. He's like, Dude, what's really going on? You know, you guys lied to me my whole life, you know? Right. And, you know, so he's, he's standing his ground and checking and checking the facts and doing what he got to do. And then, so now his mind is puzzled. So he's like, Ramesses, dude, I've only known you as my brother, man. You, you're really not my brother, man. You know, so he's like going through these things. And then, so he has to take this walk, man. He's like, none of this is real to me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've been there and done that, man. I got to find out who I who really, I really am, am. Mm-hmm. you know? So he take that long walk through the desert, which is, you know, it's an experience in itself, man, you know? Uh, then he, he hooks up and connects with the people that, you know, that's really what he is. And he's like, dude, this is really what I am. You know what I'm saying? So I got to be true to what I really am. You know what I'm saying? So he's experienced the life as a peasant, but through the eyes of a prince. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he's seeing the beauty of it all. You know what I'm right. saying? He's like, dude, I used to whip these people. You know what I'm saying? I used to have these people. Whip, these are my people. And I can't believe these are, right. that I did my people like this. So then he realizes that, you know, that he has yeah. all these people in bondage. You know what I'm saying? And The atrocity of it all. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So he's like, I got to do something about this. You know what I'm right. saying? So he, he's changing his character. He's going through these little angles and whatnot, and he's experiencing life, but he's standing his ground. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's getting direction, of course, you know, from, from you know, in the Bible, it's a burning bush or, or a staff, you know, that he's using as a, a tool, you know, right. but he knows what he's going up against. You know what I'm saying? 
He's he's literally literally the only person that could have did that, bro, because he knew both sides. He learned he learned where he's from by taking that walk through the desert, and he was true to it. He was real to it, like everything else, because that's just how he was. Right. And then he went back. He said, and then at this time, Ramesses was the guy. You know, he's the man. He's like Ramesses. I remember I used to punk you, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't really all that kingship. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you know, we can talk about some things. I can remind you of some things, bro. Well, listen here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so, uh, yeah, man. So he was the dude, man, because he influenced everything that he was about. He made things happen. Uh, he didn't question it. He knew the responsibility. It was great. He knew that his his job was great. He knew his, that his results were great. But he he didn't. He didn't even trip, you know what I'm saying? When he went back to to uh, Egypt, you know, the old honeys was trying to holler. him. He's like, nah, I'm good. I got a peasant girl now. You know what I'm saying? That peasant girl, that peasant girl, dog, y'all don't even know. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) You know, you know, what's what's really funny about this story, or what's really cool, actually, Uh is, uh, you know, we call it, you know, this a black history moment that you just presented. Uh-huh. And uh, I love how you did mention Moses because yeah. it 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 transcends a lot. And what I mean is, you know, you know, a lot of times when you look in American history books, mm-hmm. uh, the people of Egyptian or the original real name, Kemet, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not we're, we're not taught. Uh, that you know the true ethnic background of these people absolutely so absolutely. you were actually able to do that without mm-hmm. even it, it was it was great man <laughs> thank you man but i'm not done this is my strongest point uh-huh so when he went back to Ramesses, his little brother um uh, it was nothing Ramesses could offer him that would change his mind or change his focus or change his will to do what he knew he had to do, free those people, free his people. Right. Uh, that was his mission. He was going to get it done. That's how Moses was. Uh, excuse me. So Ramesses offered him something he already had. It's like, dude, I've been there, I've done that. I've lived my life, you know, and that type of stuff. You can't offer me spoils. You know, it's nothing to me now. Right. You know what I'm saying? What I got right now, what I'm doing right now, this is everything to me. You know this what I'm saying? This is more valuable. Yep. Absolutely, man. You know, you killing these people. These are people. These are my people. Bro, right. you got to let them go. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't, hey, man, you're going to have to deal with some stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Needless so to say, he did. <laughs> All right, man. So let's transition to Moses being real in every aspect. The people that he did bring out of Egypt, he was still real on that because he had, you know, his his journey was still going on. So these people, after 400 plus years of bondage, switch up on him. You know what I'm saying? So he like, really? I went through all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) I I, I put all my efforts towards that. You know what I mean? To get y'all out of that bondage and and I'm trying to take you to this place. And this is what we doing for real? This is how you do it? 
so, amazing what programming will do. Man, so so what the reason Moses, the character of Moses, the biblical character of Moses is so influential to me in Black History Month is because he evolved from one position to the next. He grew, he understood, he did all he could to you know be the realest he could be, to be himself, to grow, to accomplish his goals and never quit till they got done. You know what I'm saying? Um, in every aspect of it. And uh, that's kind of how I came up with my name of evolution because I kind of do things like that. Not to that extreme, but he's a huge influence on me, his character in the Bible, because of what he stood for in every aspect of life. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was, he had the trueness of it. You know what I'm saying? He was real to it. He respected it. He loved it. He practiced it and he executed it. That's what I got, bro. Well done. Well done, <laughs> man. I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I, that was very well thought out, of course, and, <laughs> and, and broken down. So I appreciate yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, so uh, that's what's going on, man. Uh, like I said, we'll push that uh, that segment to the next one because I thought this was more relevant. What do you think? You like that? Yeah, for sure. And it kind of, I kind of almost want to do that uh, every week the rest of the way on out. <laughs> hey, man, we can make that happen, bro. Yeah, really, that's, that's a done deal. That's easy. Yeah, that's I'm glad you cool. liked it. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you liked it. Hopefully everybody else liked it. We appreciate y'all for sticking around with us and checking out what we had, what's going on today. Uh, we really appreciate y'all. Uh, it is more people looking every day, more people watching us live, more people listening to us after we record it and send it out there to the uh, – uh, the airwaves and whatnot. But uh, thanks again to my man Poetics for joining me uh, on what's going on today. Uh, did I say Poetics? You did. <laughs> I got that right. And I am your dude, Evolution. And uh, if you got any closing remarks, man, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, thanks again, Evolution, for having me and uh, us, you know, doing this thing together. And thank you, everyone, for watching. All right, man. Yeah, once again, thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll have some for you in about a week because that's what we do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, Y'all take care. Have a good day. All right. And uh, live life the way you need to live it. Uh, ditto. <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.